1: Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for
0: everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network.
1: The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Barr, a dream, has come true. Featured ahead McKinnon racing and shoots and scores, Nathan McKinnon. Residential scores. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teledabs. It is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN when you sign up for access to exclusive offers christian we have so much to talk about right now i literally do not even know where to start we had a crazy game against the red wings which we might spend five minutes on maybe towards like the end of the show and then we have the florida panthers game and before we get to anything else because there is a lot to get to in this game so many emotions we got so many takes This was the best game of the season, the most entertaining, and I'd say the most complete game this team has played all year.
0: It was an awesome game. I was at the game tonight. It was – the energy was a playoff game, and it was just so damn fun to be in the arena, see the abs, pull out the win in a game where they usually lose. I feel like they usually choke in those situations where they give up the lead, but they were fantastic tonight. The defensive effort was great. Um, I mean, in the first period, the Avs held the Panthers without a shot for the first 13 minutes of the game. Like, I, I don't care who you're playing and you're playing one of the best teams in the NHL and you hold them without a shot for the first 13 minutes of the game. That was one of the most complete efforts we have seen out of the Avalanche so far this year. Without a doubt. This
1: was a complete effort from start to finish, maybe like a little five-minute lapse in the third period to get that game tied. But there, there, there is literally just so much to talk about. Christian, I have no idea how long we're going to be here. This, like... I don't have notes for this one because like this is right after the game. So this might be three hours. I mean, we've been we have been off air just talking, just like catching up on everything that happened. I think for like at least half an hour already. Yeah, we we, were
0: saving you all the boring stuff and now we're just bringing you all the hot takes. Yeah, so we we got all the boring stuff out of the way. We're ready to go now.
1: Yeah. So speaking of hot takes, Christian, I'll leave this one up to you. Do we want to dance around it or do you want to just jump right in, rip the bandaid off?
0: I think we ripped the bandaid off so then we can get to what was really a fantastic hockey
1: game. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I rip the bandaid off. I think, I think that's a good call. We're going to talk about the the Jacob McDonald thing. Cause unfortunately it's a, it's a shadow over this game that you simply cannot ignore. And I, I when we're ranting and raving about this game and how great it was and the hat trick and just the energy in the arena, I don't want to have to bog down that conversation with this later. So I think you're right. Let's do this now. So For the second time in five days, a player has been stretchered off the ice in the NHL. This time it was Jacob McDonald. He gets hit in the head by Ryan Lomberg. He got hit in the head again for the second straight episode. Let me emphasize that he got hit in the head and he is out and down on the ice unconscious before he even hits the ice. And there was no penalty doled out on the play. Jacob McDonald did not return fortunately though he does he was reportedly walking around after the game he's responsive but this this was terrifying to watch
0: it was live i i didn't see what happened it i had to text you because in the arena rightfully so once i saw the replay they didn't show a replay of the hit and i was texting you because i had no idea what was going on. i didn't know who was down i didn't know which player because it was on the opposite end of where i was sitting um it was just a scary hit man and you got the hockey bros on Twitter saying it was a clean hit and all this other bullshit, because by the letter of the law, they aren't wrong. That was a legal hit. That yeah. was a legal hit. It's a
1: legal it a, hit. It's a legal Big hit difference, but hit. legal and clean. Let's make this clear right now. Legal and clean are not the same thing, especially yeah. not in the NHL.
0: And Griffin and I want to preface this because we don't want it to get twisted. We don't, Want you to think that it should have been called a penalty. I, I think it should have, but by the letter of the law, that's a clean hit. What we want is actual change in the NHL because you should not have players being carted off the ice for a hit that's 120% preventable.
1: Right. The the onus is not on Jacob McDonald here. Jacob McDonald on this play. His head was not down. He's not staring at his feet, staring at the puck. He makes a pass out of his own zone to the guy a few feet away from him, and he sees Ryan Lomberg. His head is not down. Lomberg just hits him square in the face. We got to stop blaming the guys getting hit here. This is the second time in five days that a guy is being carted off the ice due to a head hit that goes entirely unpunished. Ju Jarkera was hospitalized after the hit he took from Jacob Truba. Nathan McKinnon, less than 24 hours later, took another head hit from Jacob Truba. I will not go into detail on that one because we already did. We had a whole episode. That was last episode. That feels like it was months ago. That was last episode. And then I don't know if any of you saw this or not, which is exactly my point here. Martin Faravari took a head hit from Brock McGinn in the Capitals Penguins game a couple of days ago, and he did not return to the game. And that, and that hit was just straight up head contact. Like just went right across his body and hit him square in the chin. He did not hit his body right in the chin, knocked him out out of the game. And here we are. On Sunday night, and Jacob McDonald is making a routine play in his own end, and it ends with him unconscious. Like, he didn't get knocked unconscious hitting his head on the ice. He was knocked unconscious by the hit. So, that alone, you can't say he hit him in the chest. That doesn't, you don't knock someone out by hitting them in the chest. That's impossible to do unless you hit them with a truck. He hit him in the chin. I'm not saying he got him in the forehead, he hit him in the chin, which if you know anything about fighting or anything like that, you hit someone on the chin, more often than not, you're going to knock them out. The chin is still attached to the head. It's a head hit. And like Christian said, by the NHL rule book, it is a legal hit. That does not mean it was clean. These hits got to go. It really is that simple. This is not the 80s anymore. This, it, this is not- a hit. It, this is a hit that led to someone getting carted off the ice. And yet- there are people in your mentions, people in, in my mentions, people in everyone's mentions, and Peter Baugh's mentions saying that oh, if you think this isn't clean, then hockey isn't the sport for you. No, yeah, I don't go
0: watch golf, and it's like no, we, we we enjoy hockey. And heads up, we probably watch more hockey than you do. Like I just enjoy hockey for the skill. I don't come for the physical, like the physicality for the rest of the game was fantastic. Yes, that hit, clean. That, yeah, that hit put just such a bad bad taste in my mouth for the game because it's it's preventable and we talked about this on the last episode how it's tough to compare sports nhl and nfl are totally different sports but the nfl i will give them credit they have made changes to their game to protect players they will do whatever it takes to prevent a player from getting a concussion whereas the nhl it's just we're celebrating that hit they are celebrating there.
1: that hit. The NHL yes. actively does not care about head hits. They've made that clear. I said this last episode, but with, but with the concussion lawsuits that have happened to them, like I, f- I forget exactly when it was, but like in the last three years or so, like the the hush money that went into that and trying to silence the whole thing that went into that whole ordeal, and just the fact that the NHL does not have clear cut rules against head hits show that they don't care, and this is never going to get changed. And lift like the, Oh, then hockey's not for you. Maybe hockey isn't for you, man. If you, if you think this stuff is cool, like I just, I genuinely don't see the appeal. I don't see the appeal of seeing of having a guy get knocked to the ice and carted off potentially with a, a life changing injury. Cause concussions are not like other injuries. This isn't like a shoulder that you can have it. So like surgically repaired and have it be okay for next season. Like this is stuff that affects you for the rest of your life. And Jacob McDonald might be okay, but we don't know the long-term effects of taking a blow like that. Like that's the kind of thing that it might not really surface until you're older. Like we just don't know the long-term effects of something like that. And, I really don't like talking like this being like the, I'm right. You're unequivocally wrong, but I really don't see the appeal of seeing a guy knocked unconscious before he even hits the ice and carted it off. Like that's some kind of part of the game that needs to stay the same. It it doesn't I, hockey's at its best when Connor McDavid and Trevor Zegris and Nathan McKinnon are doing crazy shit with the puck and scoring ridiculous goals. I, Hockey is tough to watch when stuff like that happens. And the fact that this has happened four times in the last five days, it, it turns my stomach. I don't see the appeal.
0: It's not, it's not fun. And there were so many other examples in this game where physicality was great. Like the rest of the game was a very consistent game with hits. There were no dirty plays by either team. And it's just one hit kind of puts that sour taste in your mouth. And it it's just frustrating to me because like I said, we both watch a lot of hockey, like we do. And you have players who are way more skilled than any player back in the eighties or the nineties. I love me some Joe Sackick, but Nathan McKinnon is probably just as skilled, if not more skilled than Joe Sackick he's faster. um, But it gets ruined because you got players still taking headshots and, It's just happening way too much in the NHL. And you got the hockey bros on Twitter and all the old school hockey guys who just want hockey to stay the same. And it's preventing hockey from evolving into the sport that it has the potential to be.
1: Yeah, there is no bigger opponent to the growth of hockey than traditional hockey people. And I'm like, I say traditional hockey people, and I'm including headshots into that tradition like that. That's a joke. That's a a joke that should not that should not be a thing. And again, we're not saying, "Oh, take physicality out of the game." We're saying, "Take headshots out of the game." If you hit someone in the head, your ass should be going to the box. The only debate is whether it should be two, four, or a game. It's really that simple. And you know, I've, I'm t- I'm totally blanking on their name right now, and I'm really sorry if they're listening to this. And but you know who you are. Someone in my mentions tonight was like. With the Kale McCarr high-sticking penalty, you have to be in control of your stick at all times. And the Kale McCarr high-sticking penalty was the guy he, quote-unquote, high-sticked, flicked Kale McCarr's stick into his own face. But by the rules, you have to be in control of your stick at all times. So that is technically a penalty. So you have to be in control of your stick at all times and can't hit someone in the head then, even if you didn't do it. But when it comes to actual brain trauma and hitting someone in the head with your shoulder, then the onus is on the guy getting hit. Like that, that just sim- that simply does not make any sense to me. We're not saying we want physicality out of the game. We're saying we want head shots out of the game. I want to see my favorite players recognize their
0: families when they're older. I don't feel like this is a hot take. Well it's not a hot take anymore either because you had Eric Johnson after the game. I thought Peter Baugh had a great quote about it. He goes, uh, Eric Johnson said that this is the second time you've seen it happen this week where a players getting card off the ice. It's not good for the game. Like that's just straight up, not good for the game. So the players are starting to think that way. And I can only hope that something changes. I, I don't think it will because there's just way too many of those old school hockey bros still running the league and they think it's good for the game. But I, I, I have positive hope because I will say, about seventy percent of the people online were saying it was a bad hit, and you got the thirty percent who were saying it's a clean hit. And it's just, it's just where we're at as hockey as a whole right now.
1: I, w- I wish I had your seventy percent because I, I felt like it was 50-50, honestly. <laughs> really? With the with the, there's, there's still like I'm still getting notifications saying no, here it's a clean hit because X Y X Y. It's not. If you're hitting someone in the head and doubly so, if they're unconscious before they hit the ice, it's not clean. There's nothing clean about it. I don't care what the rules say. It just doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But we'll, I, I'm interested to see what happens because nothing. at this pace. I'll tell, I'll, at,
1: spoiler, nothing's going to happen. He didn't get a pace, penalty. We're going yeah. to have
0: another two this week at this yeah. pace. We're having and, another and, two.
1: And, and spoiler again, nothing's going to happen after that. There's going to be more head hits day after day after day. And as long as it's not Nazem Kadri or a Tom Wilson or one of the other, like there's like five players that anyone actually cares about when they lay head hits. Kadri is one of them. Then people won't bring it up. There won't be any supplemental discipline and no one will care. Cause the thing like people get on player safety all the time, but I, I feel like player safety kind of has the same attitude as most people that it just doesn't matter. Like if like, if Nazem Kadri makes that hit on I don't know who's he a random he suspended 10
0: like, games. He, like any, 10 games. any
1: random player on the Panthers, it's a nationwide conversation. He's suspended 25 games and he has to appear before the Supreme Court. Yeah. Like the the narratives change when it's certain players. So the it kind of comes down to you guys have to call this stuff out too. This can't just be the NHL. We have to bring it to them. And the fact that we keep letting players off the hooks because we can't get likes because it's not Nazem Kadri or a Tom Wilson or a Ryan Reeves, this, this is on us too. We need to bring this to the NHL's attention and let them know this stuff is not okay because they respond to that stuff. Whether they admit it or not, fan reaction brings change. And the fact that we have half of the people being like, nah, it's clean means that nothing's going to change. This is the fourth one in five days where a guy goes down with a headshot and nothing happens, no penalty, no fine, no discipline. That cannot be the case in a modern day league. Like you keep bringing up the 80s and the 90s, and that's how it used to be. Like, Like last episode, I hate to be the guy that breaks it to you. That wasn't good then either. We just didn't know anything about it. And it was a culture that's broken and a culture that still exists today. Hockey culture has never really been good. It's always been this toxic kind. It's always been this toxic system. And it's only recently stopped involving drugs and where we need to evolve on this stuff. It, it just simply, the, the game simply cannot evolve with this kind of attitude still around.
0: No. And you want to grow the game. And you're trying all these social medias and all this other shit to grow the game. Just make the product on the ice. Good. And the game will grow itself. Yeah. Like, and, and, let and, Connor and, McDavid be Connor McDavid. Let Trevor Zegras make goal, make plays like that. Let Nathan McKinnon do Nathan McKinnon things. Like that's how you grow the game. It's not with, you're not going to grow the game with the physical violence. This isn't the UFC or boxing where knockouts are encouraged. It's a skill-based game player. Like they want to see people want to see sick goals. They want to see people making great saves. They don't want to see, people unconscious on the ice yeah they don't i'm not tuning in to
1: watch people get carted off the ice if i want to watch sick knockouts the ufc just had an amazing card on saturday one of the best pay-per-views of the year they have events about every week or so go watch that not saying there's anything wrong with you for that but if you're tuning in to watch hockey to watch people get hurt for the same reason people tune in to nascar to watch car wrecks then i don't know what to tell you like that's kind of I don't know. Yeah, so I agree. I, I'm, I'm ready to move on with this because we've spent an, enough time on it as it is. And I don't want this to totally overshadow the game at hand. But I wanted to get this out of the way now so we can talk about the rest of the game. Because it was a great game. That's actually one of the reasons why I'm so upset about this. It was a great game. And how much time have we spent talking about this? 25 minutes. F- like Maybe like 15, 20, 25 minutes yeah. at this point so it's yeah, completely I overshadowed such a great game it it was one of the better product
0: better regular season hockey games i've seen in a long time
1: yeah it was incredible and we're going to get to it but this kind of stuff puts a shadow over the game it's, it's why it has to go because it has overshadowed this game we're going to get to it but it's incredibly disappointing
0: yeah i agree i mean i think we've talked enough about it like you said we could talk about this for three hours yeah but we we had to talk about it, get it over with, and now we can now we can move on to what was just a fantastic hockey game. If you're ready, I'm just ready. there.
1: an unbelievable game. I didn't really know what to expect coming into this game, going up against one of the best teams in the NHL, in the Florida Panthers, and us who was riding a crazy hot streak. Like I had no idea if this was going to be a a nine to eight game or not. But I also had the idea that maybe this game. Was not going to be eight to nine, obviously, maybe more of the score that we eventually got with a three to two. Cause the Avalanche, after their game against the Red Wings, it was seven to three. They played very poor defensively and they put a lot of emphasis on that. So I was very interested coming into this game. And you could see right away that this was going to be a, a chess match right up to the very end. Like you said earlier, we held the Panthers to zero shots in the first 13 minutes of the game. And we had like three at that point.
0: It's not like we were dominating. No, it's not
1: like we were dominating whatsoever. We just, the the shots they were taking weren't getting to the net and a few of ours just did. That was the only difference at that point. This was two very good teams unwilling to break and give up that first goal. And this feel out happened for a long time. And by the time the second period rolled around, it felt like these two teams finally were able to, to get the reach of the other and start to turn it on.
0: Yeah, the, the first period was, uh, if you like defensive hockey, that was your period. It was a great first period. I thought the Avs played really well. Um, we get into the second period. I, I know Berkey scored the first goal. I'm trying to remember at what time it happened.
1: 1937. It was the end of the period.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, the second period was a lot of the same as the first period. It was no team really had a great scoring chances. They were all kind of meh, kind of scoring chances. I can't think of any. Well, I guess the Panthers did have a couple power plays where they were dangerous. Um, so did we. And I mean, we had,
1: we had each team had two power plays in the second period. The thing about this game was like right up until the very end when Florida pulled Bobrovsky, this game was like dead even in every statistic. It was 50 to 50 faceoffs. It was 24, 24 in shots It was even in power plays. Like this, this really did feel like a Rocky movie where they're just slugging each other back and forth and no one's really winning. It was just, it was an outrageously fun game. It wasn't fun because there was like a bunch of goals being scored, but because it was tense, like you said, this felt like a playoff game. It really did. Because it felt like every single goal that's going to go in matters. And it did. Yeah.
0: Because it was, it was. I don't even know how to describe it. Like the the intensity, like the fans were on the same page as the players in that game. And we were on the edge of our seats, the entire game. Um, And it was just, I I can't say enough. It it was a really damn good regular season hockey game, a really damn good regular season hockey game.
1: Yeah. It was one of the, it was one of the best regular season games I've seen in a, a long, long time. Like I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain for another one it's 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 just not coming to, like some of the vegas games last year were pretty good but no no crowd obviously kind of ruined it
0: yeah but i mean it, it was i mean we can jump right into it Berkey hat trick he had to have been listening to us when we were ragging on him last week because since we ragged on him five goals in two games yeah our la- our last
1: episode or at least two episodes ago we're just ragging on like do we resign this guy and he just scores five goals in two games he has two get ga- two goals against the red wings and he scores all three of them tonight. Did we ever say what the score was for this game? Three to two. Yeah, three it was 3-2 in this game. There we go. We just got it now. Play. Yeah. Berkey scored all three of the goals in this game, and I could not be fucking happier. I'm I'm so happy. I wore my Berkey jersey today. I was feeling it tonight with him. He got off the snide against the Red Wings a bit. He scored two, which is usually an indication that he's ready to break out. And in this game, it was one of the best games I've seen from him in an Avalanche uniform. I mean, obviously he has his first career hat trick in this game, but everything else was just working for him too he was taking shots and laying hits after the the jacob mcdonald thing he laid a huge hit in the second period that was on really, yeah i think it was, was huberdo i'm pretty sure and it really felt like the intensity of this game was ramping up because the two guys that laid those hits were sam gerard and andre burakovsky yeah, like but the abs are soft bro yeah there's they're so fucking soft right yeah, and Sam Gerrard's knocking guys down on the board. Burakovsky's doing the same. You got Ranton and fighting post game.
0: That was sweet. By the we way, we should also mention awesome.
1: no no Landeskog, no Kadri, which we'll talk about the Landeskog stuff in a second. Just this this episode's a, a roller coaster of emotions. for you to start it on the downswing, up with the Burakovsky stuff. We're gonna go down with Landeskog. This I guys, this is gonna be a really long episode, but yeah, no, it's gonna be a good
0: time. Yeah, it's gonna what be it's
1: gonna be a good time, you know. Nice We're and late in. nice and late here on the East Coast don't care but yeah like this is what I needed from Burkov. He won us this game like you can't there's no argument against it. He played perfectly in this game not not that he was the only dangerous guy, but he scored all three goals like there's no argument against it. He was so unbelievably clutch in this game.
0: My favorite thing was is we've we've noted this on the show he struggles when he plays on the top line tonight he did not struggle not one anymore. Bit. No. It was, he, he finally is bursting and we need him to, especially with Cadre and Landeskog out. You need your second liners to step up. And he stepped up in a big way in these past two games.
1: Yeah, I know. And we were worried about like, oh, he doesn't always have the best chemistry with McKinnon and Ranton. Ranton had all three assists. McKinnon was in on two of them he only wasn't in on the second one but he directly set up burakovsky for the third goal in this game and it was so good for Berkey, too because he's had a bunch of two goal games in his career but he's never gotten that third one even in the red wings game he was so close to that third one he had a breakaway that just got stopped by nendelkovich and he finally got it. he's 26 a goal scorer like that who suffered a lot through injuries and playing time issues in Washington and COVID shortened seasons with the avalanche so far has never had a hat trick. And you watch him shoot in this game. It was, it was all different things across crease pass from Ranton, a backhander after cutting past the defenseman for the second one and his patented wrist shot in this one, it was vintage Berkey. I, I, I was so happy to finally see him get it. I've watched hundreds of ours. his main games, hundreds <laughs> of his games and he has his bad ones, but his, his really good ones. He has hit so many posts been robbed for that hat trick. So many times, like he was literally, I don't know if you saw it at the game, but he was screaming on the ice at, at McKinnon. Once he finally got that third one, just like, Oh, I didn't was, see that. I was just so pretty. It was just, so it. It was just yeah. such a pretty sight to see.
0: Finally. I'm happy for him, man. And we need him to step up and he stepped up. I, I, i'm like 99 percent sure he listened to the podcast and was like yo fuck these guys at teledabs it is for giving me shit i'm gonna shove it in their face and i've never been ever i've never been this happy to have something shoved in my face and been so wrong about something so you get used get to it. Her- yeah you get used to it after a while Oh yeah
1: i've had this show for almost a year now i've had so much shit shoved in my face between like jack johnson and like the we'll talk about jack johnson later and just how awesome he is but He's the entirety of last season, I just got shit shoved in my face all the time.
0: Yeah, never been, I've never been—I've never been this excited to be wrong about it. But I—that—that's the first star of the night is Andre Burakovsky. The second star of the night, playing his best game as member of the Colorado Avalanche, in my opinion, Darcy Kemper.
1: He was I outstanding mean, in this game.
0: Fantastic! Like that's the Darcy Kemper we expect, and he was awesome in that first period. He made a couple saves on the Panthers' first or second power play that I'm trying to remember that were just unreal. Like I, they happened right in front of me. I was shocked to see those because th- type type year it's been for Darcy is those goals have been going in. He hasn't been able to make that big save, but tonight he was, he
1: made, he made up for almost all the ones yeah. where he just like, Oh, you got to get a save on that one. He saved like 10 of them. He was making outstanding, like at the very end of the game too, he is making unbelievable saves. And even getting bailed out by Eric Johnson at the very end of the game, but he was making those saves too on the, the the fourth and fifth tries in front of that. He was utterly dialed in for this one. the two The two goals that went in, you know, I saw I saw people getting mad at the Thornton goal, like that's a really good cross crease sure pass, pass from an unbelievable angle, and the the Montour goal, that's a terrible change, and like you, okay, fine, but like a shot goes in, okay, fine, like it's it's not his fault.
0: It's not, it wasn't his fault, and we talked very glowingly about the Avs defense at the start of the show. Outside of those, like, three minutes where the Panthers got their two goals, it was a fantastic defense performance. It was 57 minutes of
1: the best defense this team's played all year.
0: And then it was just those three minutes, they weren't very good. And it's going to happen. You can't play perfect for 60 minutes. And um, Mikhail Maltsev is – he? I don't know defense. what it is, man. He tears it up in the AHL. And just just, be a really good he AHL makes
1: player strange decisions on defense sometimes it it was his thing in his first run with the Avs, and again here it's just I, I don't know what it is but someone's got to work on his decision making or else he's not going to make it in the league
0: because the talent's there you can see he's an NHL player like yeah he's there he, he's but, there it's just there's just some mental thing that you just can't get over right now. Yeah, wow. it's, it's like Albay
1: Kubel can't stop taking offensive zone penalties. He does it every game. Once one game. every game, he takes Wittenberg. an off, Like, not even a penalty, an offensive zone penalty. That is utterly avoidable. But Maltsev, he just, ev- almost every game, he has one of these turnovers in the NHL or just one of these mental breakdowns where I just I just don't know what he's thinking sometimes. You know, not to, to rag on him too much, but this game shouldn't have been two to two. We played so well defensively for so long for a guy who I don't even know how much time he played in this game. I can find it. He played six minutes, lowest of anyone on the ice. He's on the ice for six minutes and he allows a goal like that, that gets this game tied. That could have completely changed the entirety of the game.
0: Yeah. he, He was a, I don't know. I want to give the kid a break, but he's not really a kid anymore. He may just be a really good AHL player and just not a good NHL player, which is fine. Um, I don't know. It, it was, it's tough, but to circle back to Darcy Kemper. I, I just thought the way he played and the way he's played in the past two games, what did we do? The math off air It was a 0.93 save percentage in the past two games.
1: Yeah. Something very close to that.
0: Something very like just unreal from Darcy Kemper, these past two games. Yeah. And now we're welcoming back Pavel Francis.
1: And yeah, I didn't even think about bringing that up. There's so yeah. much to talk
0: about. Yeah. And his age, stint, he was fantastic. And I tweeted this out early, maybe late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. If Pablo Francos can come back and be anything like the Pablo Francos from two years ago, the Avs could have one of the best goaltending duos in the NHL, especially if, if you have Darcy Kemper playing like that. And then you You're have Pablo Francos with a 9 2 save percentage as well. Darcy Kemper is going to be very well rested to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you'll, you will be fine for the rest of the year. I mean, Pavel Francos had a rough first game in the AHL. He's been absolutely lights out ever since he shook off that rust and has not looked back. There might be a little bit of an adjustment at the NHL level facing NHL caliber shots again, but once he shakes that rust off too, I think you're right. This goaltending tandem could be one of the best. I mean, Frantzos is just such a wild card. He hasn't played in the NHL in two seasons.
0: He stays healthy. I'm really excited to see Frankie back. Yeah. So.
1: And we'll we'll see if we'll still have JoJo by the time this episode comes out because he's currently on awesome. waivers right now. I mean, I think, it's crossed. I think he just played shitty enough to clear waivers, but there's <laughs> a, there's always teams that are willing to take a chance on a goalie. <laughs> I still I'm still not convinced Ottawa doesn't grab him.
0: I don't know. Ottawa just beat Tampa Bay, so they may be good. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I mean, think about every... that. Think about that for Ottawa. And... Less than a week or a week and a half, you've beat Ottawa and Colorado or Tampa Bay and Colorado. That's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. Six to five and four to nothing. All the very same game. I mean, even blind squirrels find nuts twice a day.
0: Yep. Fair enough. So
1: probably not even as much as twice a day. I think I just said both the blind squirrel and broken clock at the same time. I think you did too. It's late, folks. Give us a break. Even a broken clock finds nuts. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) I don't know. I, I was never accused of being smart. Me either. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner if just a single point is scored in the game of your choosing. That's right. New customers who bet just $1 on Any team to score, period, that's it, just to score, can win $100 in free bets. It really is just that simple. And if DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available in your states, you can still get in on the NFL action every week with huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And that's not all, because DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit all you got to do is put a little bit of money in the account and you have a free shot at millions of dollars that's all you have to do so to get in on the action download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code thpn bet one dollar on any team to score and win one hundred dollars in free bets if they score you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bidding partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the episode.
0: Yeah, and that was just, it was just a really good game of hockey. and. Even if the Avs would have lost, I would have been bummed, but just the way that they had played in that game, and they we know they're a top-tier team. We know the Avs are, and the Panthers are a top-tier team, and the way they were able to battle and get that dub is just so awesome to see and just see this team starting to finally come together, and we still aren't even healthy, and they're competing with one of the best teams in the league.
1: I would have been a little annoyed if we lost this game, honestly, just because it had such a playoff feel to it. I wouldn't I don't think I would have been able to brush this off as like it's one game out of 82. I like this game felt like it mattered. And like this was a litmus test for this team. And they passed. That's the thing. They won the game. They passed. Kemper played great. You got a hat trick from Burakovsky. And it's not like the other guys didn't show up. McKinnon looked so dangerous tonight. He just couldn't get them to go. He had Rantanen dishing out three beautiful assists. You had, had Devontae's playing 29 minutes tonight with a almost healthy defense, which just without Byram and Murray, but just the defense we've become accustomed to, I guess. He played 29 minutes with that. Kale McCarr played 24. I the, the Jared Bednar quote after the game was like, you put you put Tays out there for 29 minutes and then after the game you find him in the gym still working like th- this guy's a freak like this guy doesn't break he's so good like, when is this guy going to get actual norris love because i i feel like we're at that point where like he should be getting maybe not favorites but like he should get a little bit of love
0: i think he gets shadowed by kale mccarr that's the problem It it kind of goes back to, it goes back to like the Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith type of thing. You know what I mean? Where it was like, both of them were really good. And then one of them just took more shine than the other. Um, I personally think he should be at least in the top five of Norris voting. Um, I mean, this was the first, yeah, this is the first game. And like, I think it was, he broke his multi-point streak. He was having multi-points as a defenseman. And I think it was three or four games. He would have, maybe been longer than that. I can't remember the stat off the top of my head. But yeah, Devontaes is fantastic. Kale McCarr continues to be unreal. <laughs> Sam-
1: <laughs> I just pulled it up. So Devontaes. Oh my God. This is insane. Okay. So instead of doing games, he scored points, including tonight. Guess how many games he did not score a
0: point? Uh did he score a point tonight?
1: He did not. So it including. Was plus two. Include- I
0: know he was out there for him. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say one other game. I can't remember which game. But I'm gonna say one other. Maybe the uh, maybe the uh, Toronto game.
1: So he has had four games this entire season out of sixteen where he has not scored a point. That was the <laughs> first game back against Columbus, Seattle, Toronto, and tonight. And you were talking about this point streak, and I was laughing because this point streak was it goes one, two, 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 three.
0: That's points. Yeah. Not even his plus minus. He's just, he gets shadowed by kill McCart. That's going to be his problem. He gets shadowed by kill McCart. Um, and we still have Taves locked up for another two years after this. So it's not like he's going anywhere anytime soon. And
1: when that contract is up, he is going to get paid big yeah. bucks.
0: Not by the avalanche, but he'll get paid big bucks. Cause I
1: as I love Devon and not to get three years ahead of ourselves, but that man is going to get
0: money. Yeah. Well, cause he'll be 30. I think by that time, I think around that some team's going to sign him to some ludicrous deal and it, it'll be good. It, for like It might years. not even be
1: ludicrous. He might get signed for 9 million. And I might go. I can't argue. He's that good. Like that he good. does. He does so many things just perfectly. There's a reason he's out on the ice with a minute left with a one goal lead to protect. And it's a six on four situation. He's trusted in every scenario. He gets power play time. He's on the ice for those situations where you've got to kill off a penalty with the net empty at the other end. He doesn't make wrong decisions. Like I do, I've never watched Devontae's and be like, what are you doing there? He, he's so cerebral. He's such good puck movement. Like He's the perfect defenseman. Every team needs a Devontae's. He is just the perfect glue to this defense. You've seen the difference when he yeah. wasn't here. We were four, five, and one. And now all of a sudden, he's back, and we're 12, two, and one. That's not a coincidence. It's not.
0: It helps. It helps big time. And I, I just keep thinking, man, if this d can get Bo Byron back, I what? This team is just so fucking good. Like If Bo Byron comes back, I, which I, I hope he does. I think he will you're telling me my top four is Devon Taves, Kale McCarr. You could argue, I'd say Sam Gerrard right now and Bo Byram, but the way Eric Johnson's been playing, you've got five rock solid defensemen, rock solid. Eric
1: Johnson who saved the game with with that last second, sweeping the puck off the line with six seconds to go. Like that's a, that's a playoff esque play.
0: It was a perfect play. It's an EJ play. That's an Eric Johnson play. What we've become accustomed to. And, I don't know, man. If Bo Byron comes back, this team is just so loaded on the defensive end. I I forget that. I know the abs lead defensemen lead the league in points and goals.
1: We already it, broke the. We already broke our total from last year. By the way, yeah.
0: it's only going to get better. Like it's also Kale game twenty four. Yes, Kale McCarr is only con, going to continue to get better. Devon Taves is only going to continue to get more points. Like I I don't know, man. I love this defense. I thought they actually played very good defense tonight, which is kind of, it, I hate that I say I was surprised by it, but last year they were just so good defensively. They were the and best. That may, have, that, that may have been skewed a little bit because they were playing against a lot of teams that couldn't score. Um,
1: yeah. It, it but, probably wasn't a coincidence that the three of the top five defensive teams in the NHL were Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota.
0: Mike, when you're playing against Arizona, Anaheim, Los Angeles, your, your defensive stats are going to look a little bit better. But that was very reminiscent of what they were playing last year. And the score, don't let the shot total get skewed because really that game, the Panthers got like 10 shots in the final minute.
1: Yeah, it's, what, it's so, what I was saying earlier. This game was dead even until like the final yeah, two minutes.
0: Yeah, the Panthers got a crap ton of shots at the end. So I'm not going to take it as that game like they let Kemper get shelled. They didn't. He was fantastic and the defense was fantastic. So – We could continue to talk about this game, but I I think I've got everything out that I wanted to get out about this game. Yeah, I mean, this
1: this was unequivocally the most entertaining game of the season. This is the game when the playoffs roll around. This is a game that I'm going to have in my mind. Winner, whether we won it or lost it, this was this is a game that's going to stick out to me of is this team ready? And right now it's yes. Obviously wasn't perfect you know you had one guy scoring all the goals which isn't great but he scored three of them and it was enough to win the game which is enough that's all you need in the playoffs sometimes all you need is one guy to just score a hat trick and carry you to victory and Burakovsky does that sometimes in the playoffs not like this is unrealistic he's done it before so I'm extraordinarily happy with this game obviously brushing over the the Jacob McDonald thing not happy about that puts an unfortunate shadow over this game but this was an incredibly fun game of hockey. The crowd was super into it tonight. After the 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 goal from Burakovsky, the third period, like it, it felt like the Stanley Cup final. Like it the, really the did. crowd was, was absolutely roaring. They were singing. They were going nuts at the officials. All the goals that went in, it it was just such a, a sight to see. And you know, even though the Panthers made it interesting, I I kind of liked it that way, just to see how this team responded to having that game all of a sudden tied after you played so perfectly. Cause I texted you during the game. I was like, this kind of feels like game five against Vegas where you play decently. I mean, game five against Vegas, we didn't play as well as we did in this one, but we played well enough to win and just some defensive lapses two goal game early in the third period. And all of a sudden it was tied at two and we couldn't find that same answer. And this time we did. And that was the difference. He found the answer and he kept them from answering back. That's all you need.
0: It's all you need. It's all you need. And it was a really good win. And now all of a sudden you're looking at the standings and the abs have closed the gap. Wild have lost two games in a row. Abs are only five points back of the wild with three games in hand, riding a four game win streak. Like th- this is, and 12, the abs are finally they're shaping into form. Yeah. 12, two,
1: and one since the two straight Columbus losses, that was the beginning of November. We've lost three games in that span. Like, this is a good team. And like you say, looking at the standings, the Central's actually been really good. It as has been. But Minnesota, they took a step back over the last two days. They lost to Vegas tonight, six to four. They lost to LA last night, two to one, finally losing some damn games. In points percentage, we're right on their heels again. They're a 696. We're a 680. And we have three games in hand. They have 39 points. We have 34. Nashville, surprisingly, has won five in a row. I don't. I, th- I think that's just a, the case of a decent team winning some games in a row. I'm not overly threatened by it. That St. game on Louis-
0: Thursday has become interesting though. In And yeah, it's, it's, it's got game. some
1: actual standing implications now, but I think I don't usually do this, but I have to give some credit to the St. Louis blues. They have played really well lately and they have been suffering due to COVID and injuries. I, th- I don't think they have Bennington or Husso right now. And Charlie Lindgren has come in and shut the door. I know we don't like the Blues and don't ever want to give them credit, but they have been going through it right now. I'm trying to filibuster and find the list for them and just how many guys they have out at the moment. But it's probably better now, but it's been absurd over the last few weeks. Yeah, So I think it's Falk, Bennington, Bozak, Husso, uh, and Jake Wallman, Clem Costin, James Neal, and that's gotten better. It also included guys like David Perron, Saw it at a certain point, Braden Shen. They're playing real good stuff right now, and we're we're gonna save this for next episode because we don't want this episode to be three hours long. We're gonna do our updated division predictions next time, and I got the Blues kind of locked in the third as a little preview at the moment. I think they're playing good hockey, and the Central Division is just it just keeps getting more and more
0: interesting. It, it's it's turned into a pretty decent division. I know we were the Pacific's kind of falling off lately. Um but the central's kind of turned in the division we thought it was going to be. Uh, I still think the abs are far and away the best team in that division. Uh, The stars have really cooled off and lost three in a row. Yeah. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a fun race. Uh, The wild, I got to give the wild credit. I know they lost two in a row. That's a really solid hockey team. They're good. I mean, they gave Minnesota, Minnesota
1: gave Vegas a good fight tonight. It was six to four and Vegas pulled away with it kind of late. You know, i Said at the beginning of the season, I think the Avalanche are going to be comfortably in first by the end. I think it's going to come down to the end with Minnesota. I think we're going to win it, but Minnesota, they're making a real good push for this. They're, a good, they're, hockey they're a
0: good hockey team, and they're winning some games. I, I hate to give Minnesota credit because I loathe them with every bean in my body, but they are a good hockey team right now. Um, but, I mean, do, do we want to talk about the Detroit game? Should we should we at least? Touch yeah, we'll,
1: we'll talk about the Detroit game. I mean. It's obviously not as fresh in our minds, obviously, since this was on Friday, but another seven goal game for this, t- it's crazy. I mean, it doesn't feel as crazy anymore because we didn't score seven tonight, but you just look at the games this month. The Ottawa game, we scored five Philly. We scored seven Rangers. We scored seven and Detroit. We scored seven. You, you don't just score 21 goals in three games. That doesn't happen. we we were on record-setting paces and back to back seven to three games. It's absurd just how how well this team is clicking and how much scoring they were getting in this game. I feel like this got kind of buried under everything that's happened in the last week. JT Comfort scored in his first game back. His first shift JT back. He's forced to <laughs> shift back on the ice. He scores a goal. We thought it was Taze, but Comfort deflects this puck.
0: Yeah, having JT Comfort back, I mean, it, it was kind of like the way it is for the abs. We got JT Comfort back, and then it was found that Nazem Caudry wasn't going to play. So it's, you know, it's just the yin and the yang with the abs. But JT Comfort scored. Berkey had two goals. McKinnon Berkey had, had goal. two.
1: My, one of my favorite goals of the season, Darren Helm scored. Darren in Helm had game. one. That was a fun one. That McKinnon was a, got his third of the season in this one. He had Gerard scoring that one. I mean, right. this was a six to two game before the halfway point. I mean, yeah.
0: Detroit. I give Detroit credit though, man. They they battled in that game. Detroit like, they is, played for the end of the game. Detroit is decent. This year. They're not going to make the playoffs,
1: but you do have to give them credit in this game. We had forty seven shots. To me, think I like, go, oh, it was an old Avalanche performance last year. Detroit had forty in this game. Yeah. They they have a threatening offense now, and th- you know there was a point in this game we looked like we were running away with it early. It was three to nothing. They get one back late in the first and early in the third. It was three to two. I mean they made a little push, but McKinnon got that back right away in less than a minute. Four to two. Less than a minute later, five to two from Berkey. Three minutes after that, it's six to two. Game's over after that.
0: Yeah. But I think Detroit's a team you keep your eye on in a couple of years. They've got oh, they yeah. had a lot high draft Next. picks.
1: I think next year is when you can really be like, okay, they've got a real shot here.
0: Yeah. And I think if Nadelkovich starts that game, it's maybe, maybe it's not seven. It might have been like no. five, five
1: to three. Five to three, almost certainly. I mean, yeah. Thomas Gries let in three goals on seven shots. And N- Nadelkovich faced 39 shots, let in three, and was still a 923 in this game. I mean, he I got, he Nadelkovic got Nadelkovic. shelled right off the bat with the, the Berkey goal and the Gerard goal. But he he was strong the rest of the way. I mean, the scoreboard is really it is indicative of this game, honestly, just because it was we were way too good in this game. But so is Detroit. I mean, seven to three doesn't tell the full story for them. They were good.
0: They were they were solid. Um, I, I kind of hate that that rivalries died, but it, it's. It, there's only
1: so much you can do when you play yeah. a team twice a year. I mean, we're not in the same conference anymore. We're never yeah. going to see them in the playoffs ever again. As soon, soon as we would see them is in the Stanley Cup final. And yeah. that's if Detroit is a juggernaut in like five years yeah. and we're still hanging around. Like, There's so much that has to happen for another playoff series between us. But there was still some some bad blood in this game. Oh. There was a lot of Detroit fans in ball arena. Oh,
0: dude, it was the worst, man.
1: And I thought it was pretty amusing. You know, it's three, they made it three to two. They're getting real rowdy. And McKinnon just shut them right up. And then Berkey makes it four to two. And I was like, or five to two. And I was like, yeah, take a seat,
0: buds. Dude. I was sitting there. And for those who don't know, I got family. They, my dad's from Michigan. So they're diehard red wings fans. I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. Luckily I'm on the good side of the avalanche. The red wings fans are annoying as fuck. Um, like, they're just really bad. Um,
1: and that, that I guess there's a reason they always travel well to games. I mean,
0: yeah, alternative
1: is you watch the game at home in Detroit, which probably not very fun.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're just annoying as fuck and they're loud. And they were just screaming, like, the abs are beating, them, like, screaming when the abs score. And they're like, we have 11 cups, 11 cups. And it's like, you oh. have the long, you have like the. One of the
1: longest playoff droughts outside of Buffalo in the league right now, you're, your, your cups are null and
0: void right now. You're you're an 11. You've been in, you're an original six member. You should have that many cups. You've been in the league since been, it started. You've been in the league since like the 1920s. You
1: only have 11. You went against six other teams for like yeah. 50 years.
0: Yeah. And granted you did have a great playoff run where you went to the playoffs for like 20 straight years, which is remarkable and they paid
1: for that for the next seven when they yeah. yeah, they haven't made the playoffs since 2016, which only Buffalo hasn't been in the playoffs since then for longer. And Buffalo's yeah. historically bad.
0: Historically. But I don't know. That that was a really fun game. There's not much else to talk about it because it was just it was just another ads domination.
1: Yeah. It was just so, like, I'm more excited for a three, two win over the Panthers than a, another seven goal win. Cause it just felt routine at a certain point. I was like, Oh, it's too much
0: work to tweet out all these goals. <laughs> it's like, this is- it, it, it really was. Yeah. I, I was so happy though, man. It, it was just a fun game. These past two games have been fun. We we have another busy week ahead of us.
1: Right? We, we really, really do. Busy. I mean, we wrote off this Nashville game at the beginning of the month, but we started the week, obviously, against Florida, which that was a real fun one. We have the Rangers again on Tuesday, which could be pretty violent. If uh, last Wednesday is any indication, that game might have a lot of bad blood boiling over from the Truba hit on McKinnon. And McDermott is definitely going to be playing in that game.
0: Yeah, especially with everything else yeah. going on.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be a real tough and fun one. Another good litmus test. Then the Nashville game, like they've won five in a row and you're hitting the road to play them. And then you finish the week against Tampa Bay. I mean, this, this is not an easy week. You got, you're got you off to a good start, but there's there's no rest coming here. You got to get right back to work.
0: Yeah, you, you got to get right back to work. And I'm really excited for the rest of this week. Like it's really going to be an interesting, interesting time for the abs because they got a bunch of big tests coming up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, like the Rangers, they lost one nothing to Nashville tonight, which is a pretty surprising result for me to see. And not expecting that, yeah, I'm not expecting that whatsoever to ever to see a one to nothing loss. I mean, Nashville defensively, U C Soros is always a threat, but the Rangers have always just been better offensively. I'd never expect to see them lose one to nothing. Yeah, so I
0: mean, we'll see. It's going to be the tail. Tampa Bay is coming off that tough loss to Ottawa, but. I'm excited. It'll have
1: been almost a week at that point. They'll have yeah.
0: forgotten about it. They'll forgot about it, but I'm really excited to watch this week of hockey and just the way the abs are playing. The sky's the limit for this team. We knew that before the year, the sky's the limit and there's going to be another point in the season where they struggle. It's just bound to happen. It's inevitable. Okay. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to go through it, but We're- as long as they stay competitive in these games, that's all you ask for. Like, Outside of the Toronto game, uh, there's very few games they've been blown out. No, they
1: haven't been blown out all season outside of the Toronto game, which was a one-off with your third string goalie and net and a poor defensive performance. Like the, the only other, like, oh, they got beat up real bad was the caps. And that was oh, when they I were, forgot about that yeah, one. And like they were going through a lot at that point. And you know, that was almost that was literally two months ago to the day. So that one's well in the past at this point. Yeah. So I
0: don't know, man, I'm really excited. I I have nothing really else to say because it's just been, I don't know what's been going on, man. We're just get, creating the good juju for the abs. Cause that's four straight wins. Yeah. So we haven't had to do any like bad news for the abs in a long time. And it's, it's really weird, but it's awesome at the same time.
1: Outside of injuries, of course. Outside right? of injuries,
0: but that's just normal. yeah.
1: I mean, we really did kind of brush over Landis Gog being out for, Two weeks, which with it's so fucking dumb. I know it's only two weeks, and for our standards, that's low. But like, we finally just got like almost fully healthy. We got comp for back, and the offense at least looked like it was back. No, Landeskog is Im- immediately done for two weeks. I didn't even and see the play he got injured. I did, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't if either. there was, I don't know if there was a replay of it. And yeah. then Kadri. It's not two weeks, but it's still annoying that he's a one of the best point scorers in the NHL right now and has had to miss the last couple of games due to a lower body. It looks like he'll be back against the Rangers.
0: Yeah, they said he tested it out today and he just wasn't he didn't he didn't feel right with it.
1: Yeah. I it's all indications point to he'll play against the Rangers, which is good.
0: So So, that uh, landing one they said they said it's two weeks, but it could be sooner. So it's not like yeah, like, I'm just okay. glad I was well, worried. I'm going to be honest with you, because we didn't get an update. I thought we were talking another month-long injury.
1: I really did Yeah, I mean, with the abs, you always have to go for the worst. But it looks really? like he'll play against Vegas on the 27th, which is, oh, what, which is important. Because that's...
0: Man. Two this whole weeks. month's just been great for hockey. Great matchups.
1: Yeah, that's going to be real. I mean, we're going to do our live stream for that one, too, which oh, certainly yeah. helps a lot. So... I mean, by the time Landeskog comes back, someone else will be gone. So we'll have another For thing sure. to talk about by then. Like, oh, when this team finally gets healthy, it's a running punchline at this point because it's never going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm still, I'm still hoping. I'm kind of taking it with Byram as no news, good news. That's yeah, no news
1: is good news. I am in no hurry to get Bo Byram yeah. back in the lineup. I we need him to be fully healthy because, like we're saying about concussions, you can't fuck around with stuff like that. Yeah, you can't. It's no it's news, good news can't fuck around with concussions with what we know now at 20 years, his brain's not done like developing. Yeah. And he's had these kind of concussions already. Like not that any concussions better or worse than the other, but that kind of is worse when you have concussions that early in life when your brain's still growing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see where all this leads with him. Obviously you, you want him back as soon as he can, but I just want, I just want him to be okay. And I just want him to be healthy. That's it at the end of the day.
0: It sounds like all indications are that I loved what Bednar said about it. He's he's on his own time frame. When he's ready to play, we'll play him. But he's on his own time frame, which I don't know why that reassured me that the Avs are smart, but it just made me feel like, okay, take all the pressure off the kid. Yeah. Yeah. It it never
1: hurts to know your team is handling it the right way. Yeah. Because there are are some teams in the league that would be like, get the (laughs) Buffalo. Yeah. (laughs) Buffalo. Yeah, and several others. But yeah, there are several other teams that would be like, "Get the fuck out there! You're fine. You're playing." Because that's that's what hockey culture is a lot yeah. of the time, unfortunately. Vertigo, you yeah. you can't see straight. Vertigo, why don't you vertigo out onto the ice? Yeah. Like that's what that's literally what teams do. I'm not exaggerating. They make you play through horrific injuries sometimes. So so not not to get on another three hour rant about yeah. hockey culture. I'm sure I'll have another one of those next episode because no one whines about it more than me. So. <laughs>
0: we're just a whiny podcast sometimes yeah well we're not exactly coy about it no i appreciate the fact that we're just so so upfront about it yeah like i i'm
1: i very well acknowledge the fact that i whine a lot on this show and on twitter and i'm not gonna lie to you and say i don't do that in real life like this this is what i do it's the tell it abs it is podcast we say how we feel about things and it's a lot of it's whining.
0: Yeah. Well, because uh, what I'm, I'm a millennial. Are you a Gen Z? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you got uh, just by that fact alone, you should know how we we view the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I if you don't like whining, we're not holding the gun to your head. I mean, yeah. Come hang
0: out with us. We have a good time.
1: Come hang yeah. out with us. We whine a lot. If you disagree with us, tweet at us. I don't care.
0: Meh. I'll, I'll respond, respond to you every once in a while. Yeah.
1: I mean there's no there's nothing wrong with having a good conversation. I'm going to keep whining on here. So,
0: yeah, everyone suck it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. You'll live. I'll be oh, back. We'll be back man. next episode on Wednesday after the Rangers game, probably whining about more calls from that game too or finding something else to whine about. We'll also do our division stuff where we'll look at our division predictions from the beginning of the season and revise them now that we're 25% of the way through the season. Be quite honest, I don't think mine have really changed all that much outside of just, oh, this team's better than I thought they were.
0: But in terms of like, a little bit for me,
1: in terms of like my big predictions, I feel like most of mine, maybe they didn't age well in the first 25, but I still believe they're going to end up that way by the end of the year. So, yeah.
0: And who knows? The Islanders won two straight. So, who knows maybe they get hot and will progress they, they got
1: they got a long way to go before long i way. before i go well
0: yeah they're they're back
1: i mean who they beat the senators and the 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 devils
0: yeah but hey Nate, you never know man you never know i think that's the only one i was really wrong about
1: oh yeah i was wrong also they lost a game in between that they blew a, a <clears> game <throat> to nashville
0: that's right. I forgot about yeah. that when They and gave like the final three seconds. seconds. Yeah,
1: it was that one? that one. Yeah, with twelve seconds left, uh, they gave up that game.
0: Yeah, so I don't
1: know. know. I don't know if I'm ready to say the Islanders are back yet. But I was definitely wrong.
0: Yeah, I was wrong about the Islanders. Very, very wrong. I was wrong about the Flyers too. I was wrong Why about.
1: The I, d- I have to re-listen to it. I don't think you were that wrong.
0: I think I had the Flyers in the top three in the Metro. I don't
1: think you did. I'm, if I'm remembering right, the team. I,
0: you had the Islanders and the Capitals. I think you had the Hurricanes in there in the top yeah, three. I think I had you Flyers. Saw? Yeah, that was my bold prediction. I had the Flyers at four, and then the Penguins missing the playoffs, which it looks like okay. make playoffs. Yeah. So, anyway,
1: we'll we'll save this whole conversation yeah. for next episode after we talk about the Rangers game. But if you're still here and you survived all of our whining, thank you. We like <laughs> you a lot. You're cool. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll be back on Thursday to talk more abs, more whining and more division predictions. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Even if you didn't, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Bolle. You can follow the show at tell it as it is. And again, thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in. We've seen, Returning listeners, we've seen the amount of new people coming in. We really do appreciate you guys all the same. At the end of the day, hockey is just fun, whether you agree with us or not. Hockey is just supposed to be fun. So that's really all that matters at the end of the day. That and player safety that will die on that hill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have fun. I'm gonna watch hockey tomorrow. I'm gonna watch it on Tuesday. I'm gonna watch it every day. So I enjoy it. Hockey's probably my favorite sport to watch. So we appreciate you guys. Hope we can probably. What do you have a football show? I don't know about. No, I do love me some football, but hockey's probably up there with it. Um, Probably. uh,
1: You you really think so?
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I only have four (laughs) TVs, so I got to mix it up every once in a while. So I don't know. Just thanks to everyone who's been listening. We've noticed it. It's been awesome. It's late at night. Me and Griffin both are, little punch drunk at this point oh uh,
1: yeah it's it's 1 30 in the morning for me yeah
0: i don't really have as much excuse 11 30 but i'm almost 30 years old so i need my sleep um, i am young and chipper 21 years old yeah griffin's energy is high mine's low but just shout out to everyone we appreciate you guys and we'll uh, hopefully keep bringing yeah. you some fun we'll some keep fun talking content.
1: about probably our favorite sport next episode probably yes. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's probably my favorite sport, I said, on my hockey podcast wearing my <laughs> hockey gear as I just came home from the hockey game that I have season tickets to. Probably. probably my favorite sport. Yeah, a little sarcasm in the night. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little probably. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep talking about probably our favorite sport next time, and we will catch you guys next time. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you then. Later.